Hello, hey, and welcome to Ask the Color Expert. My name is Elaine Travis. I am a career hair colorist, independent educator, and author of the book, A Colorful Journey. I'm here every week sharing tips, tricks, and stories that are all things hair color. Thanks for joining me, and let's get started. Hello, and welcome back to the Ask the Color Expert podcast. Today's special guest is my friend and fellow hairstylist, Sylvia Perez. She lives here in Florida. We're about a little less than an hour from one another, and we just got back from an Thelma and Louise adventure to the Behind the Chair show together. So I asked Sylvia to be a guest on the podcast and for us to just share both of our journeys in this crazy but wonderful beauty business that we're in. So thank you, Sylvia, for being here today. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. Hi, everybody. <laughs> so who's Tel- Thelma and who is Louise? That's my question. That is the question. I, I, I never remember who was who in the movie, to be honest, um, who was oh. Susan Sarandon and who's, uh, uh, what's her name, the, the Mensa, Gina Davis. You're probably the Gina Davis because you're smarter than me. I'm not. I'm far from from Mensa. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know the way things are going lately. My heart, no, my my mind just wanders. <laughs> you and me both. Oh my gosh, I was a guest on um, a group meetup on Zoom today. I was the guest speaker, and I can't wait to watch it back because. I start talking and I start telling a story. It reminds me of something else. I go way off over here in that story. And then about 10 minutes later, I'm like, I never finished that thought, did I? And and they just start laughing because I'm like, it's so bad. The ADD is so bad. Somehow I end up being successful in spite of myself as an educator, because I think people listening are so distracted by me being so off base that they're, they're listening harder for, for the important stuff. So they get it in spite of my, my lack of attention span. But um, you and I have been in this industry a very long time, and we both are still very excited to be at an educational event, to learn something new. Um, right before we hit record, we were talking about some of the products that we tried at the show. So Right now, I know you're in a suite, and I know that wasn't always the case. So I would love for you to share your journey from your startup through to where you are now in a suite, and maybe like the pros and cons of each along the way. And and I know, you know, you've kind of been in and out of hair along the way as well. So I, I would love for you to share that. Okay, so my journey. My journey is going to be that I... Next year, I will be doing hair for 40 years. In those increments of 40 years, so I was in Puerto Rico. That's where I did my pivot point course. Then I moved to New York, and then I got my license. I got all my stuff in New York. Uh, in New York, I was about 10 years. Then um, I moved to, to, to New Jersey. And New Jersey was the only state that I didn't get a license. So yes, I was doing hair with the family, but I became a makeup artist. And then, so I was out and in, so, but it wasn't in the salon, but I still had the, the, the people connection. Then, um, then I moved to Pennsylvania, which I was giving myself two years. <laughs> I ended up 18 years in Pennsylvania. <laughs> um, there I, 
I worked as a makeup artist. Then I became a assistant branch manager for a bank. And then after evening hours, I would do hair in my house because we put the basement a little salon. Then after that, we en I ended up going full-time and I went to work for JCPenney's. Um, JCPenney's, I was there like about two years and then I opened my very own shop around the corner from JCPenney's, not that far from you. Um, so the weirdest thing, did I tell you? I mean, we were really, I think the one of the reasons why we got connected was I think we were in the same circles, but without knowing each other. Mm -hmm. We used to go to the art of business. I did things with Raylon. Um, there was another before Cosmoprof took Shaneman's. I mean, there were so many different things that I think we were around each other, but we never met each other. That is so weird because I think from my shop to your shop, it was like 45 minutes. Yeah. Um, so it's so weird. And I thought that was what, I'm like, I kind of like that girl. She's a little down to earth. Uh, and then I called Johnny says, you need to watch this lady. You're going <laughs> to like her. <laughs> so anyway, so um, then I opened the shop. Um, it was funny because when I first opened, it was right before the recession. And I remember the newspaper did a write-up for us. But he had to finish with a negative thought that certain percentage of salons would not make it within five oh, years. Oh, nice. Nice. Oh, I called them and, you know, I was so pissed off and I'm like, wow, you need to be so negative. Well, in a way, he was kind of right because that year there was like about six salons that opened about the same time that we did. And by the time I closed the salon, the only one standing was me and another lady there. And, um, and it was weird. We made best salon for five, six years. So I was, it was a boutique salon. So it was in, it was a three chair, but it had massage and I also had esthetician. And, um, and those chairs were, I had the maximum of it. And I had the best, um, one of my best stylists. She was with me from the time we worked in JCPenney to the time we closed. Um, and I was supposed to sell the business. And of course things happened. And the week before we were supposed to move to Florida, they backed up. So I had to pack the whole shop and come back here. So I've been here in Florida for eight years. And I gotta say, it has been very difficult because from having it all and everything being so good and just because of, oh, we want to move to Florida, uh, let's do it here. Well, it was, it is nothing of what I planned. First of all, you know, I'm used to having employees and I'm very, um, how would I say myself? I am very, I like things in a certain way. My OCD kicks in. Um, so it's just, it's just a little, and then in between, I used to, I used to do education and with a company line and actually Gary, Gary Cole has been my mentor. I know him for over 10 years. And so when I moved out here, that's when, okay, doing this, I think, um, a lot of the things that he, that I talked to him, he was, he was my my shoulder to lean on. Um, so I come here, no commission. Um, 
and I, I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to work in a commission anyway, because I don't know. And I, I see their business professional professionalism is not there. There is nothing more that I believe that is irresponsible on a stylist is not being on time. I open at 10 o'clock in the morning. My first appointment is at 10. I am in the shop at nine o'clock. I like to come in, put my stuff away, check and see what needs to be dusted. Everything is in place. So when the person client comes, I'm ready for them, you know, and, and I just see how it is here. I mean, I always were taught that you, you should be, you should dress to success. You know, this thing of coming, like if you're going bicycle riding at the board, boardwalk or going to the beach, it doesn't go with me. I mean, I have seen people um, coming with their gym clothes. I mean, hey, if it works for you, good. That doesn't work for me. So the business ethics, mm -mm. And so that is what I like about being in the, in the studio. In the studio, I have all that privacy um, into a point because unfortunately I am in a salon loft which doesn't have a ceiling. So all the sounds, sound, you hear everybody, but it gives the client that sense of privacy. I don't really double book. I like to have that one-on-one -on -one with the client try to know what's going on with them. Um, yeah, I pay more for this little 11 by 11 room than what I paid for my whole shop in Pennsylvania. I love that you but, shared that the journey wasn't all, you know, roses and sunshine because a lot of people, myself included, when I made the decision to move to Florida, my same thing, my salon was successful. There was no reason to walk away from it or close it or whatever. Everything was thriving. I just was so over winter. I couldn't even stand it. Um, and I thought, you know, with the time, I think I was 33 years experience. I'm like 33 years experience. I've had two salons. I've started from nothing and always built myself up. I know how to get clients. I know how to do hair. It's going to be Easy peasy. I'm going to go into one of those suites there and I'm going to build up a book right away. And I got here. And to your point, I was like, it's like the wild, wild west. It's so different here than anywhere that I've ever worked. Um, as far as just like everything it's, it's all over the place to your point about professionalism and, and dress code and ethics, all of the things. And I was just like, Oh, wow. If I have to depend on this and starting all over again, this is so much harder than I thought it was going to be. Well, and that's why I'm concerned about the newer stylists are coming out of school saying, I'm going right into the suite. I got this. And they, I think you don't have it when you're right out of school, for sure. You know, I, to that point, um, I, I, I agree with you, but there's actually a girl that is in one of the suites. And I understood that she came, she finished school and she went straight to, to a studio. It's true, she was sharing it with somebody, but within a year, she had already built. The good thing out of, out of Salon Loft that they have their salon online booking. So I got a lot of my feed from that. Now I've been in the Salon Loft for three years. 
I've been in Florida for eight. And I got to say the first four years, I wasted my time. I was in salons that were, they were not good. And no matter what I was doing, even the products that I used for years and everything, it was like nothing was working. My colors were not coming out. I'm like thinking, wait a minute, is there something in the air? Why this stupid uh, bleach is not lifting? Why is it? Why, why, why? And, and stuff. And, um, and I think it has to do about also emotions. I have come to conclusion that we drive ourselves with emotions and mm -hmm. there's been so many things that is going on in, in our life, in the client's life that I believe we have to put into consideration of, you know, a woman of a certain age. <laughs> um, I, you know, I, I, I believe that, Hey, I feel so great when I see younger people looking for education, because I gotta say here and I'm, you know, I don't have, I have some of my friends that are here that are in my team, um, that we had been coworkers before that I guess we are friends because we like continue education. But I gotta say, from the different salons that I've been here, there is barely, I mean, there's 24 suites in that where I'm in my location. And nobody went to the hair show in June. Nobody went to the one uh, behind the chair. I asked them, when was the last time you took a training? Well, they did actually uh, uh, a training for some extension. And it was supposed to be a small group. They got people from other places. Nobody really went. And it was like, you know, I, I know other hairdressers, hairstylists, that all they go is, did you see on Facebook? Did you see on Instagram? Did you see YouTube? Oh, I got that. Oh, he is so good. But still, they're not learning. You know, you should know better. I'm not so savvy with Instagram and and hey it was very interesting at the, at the behind the chair when they were asking me for my handle and I said well I got one over here but it was really the Instagram <laughs> oh so I think I got so many followers just because of that on the chair. yeah and it's 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 replaced the business card you know think about what we used to do for our salons in PA we were constantly printing appointment cards, business cards. Nobody needs or wants that anymore because everything is on their phone. So now they want the tap. You have to do the tap thing on the back of your phone so you can bump your contacts to them and they don't want to hold on to a business card or anything else like that. So well, for you and I, um, we have to, we have to embrace it. We have to, you know, yes. go all in. and Yes, I, I actually, I actually just moved from one suite to the other and I end up putting a door decal with the name of La Pasalan and a, Q, a QR code that it goes straight to my, to my appointment setting. Smart. And I end up doing business cards and it has the QR code and that's what I was also doing. Um, but yeah, I, I know I have to go into more of the details of, of the Instagram, but you know, so, but going into, going back into, to um, the 
the salon lofts and the studios is if they really have the passion, if you, I believe if you have the passion that this is what you're going to do and you have the proper coaching, you can make it. You really can make it. This company in itself kind of helps you out. And, and I have been, I have to say, because of my emotion, because of all the changes of things, um, I have been lazy and I should be doing more things for promoting my own business. And still, I can't complain. I mean, it's, it, this is a slow time. So this is the time that I take it, that I do some education and do some other things and, and, and catching up with stuff. But it's a new way. I mean, but unfortunately, a lot of people think that they're going to have all that money for them. They don't realize the taxes. I, when I have the salons that I have to coach and I tell them, hey, our deliveries come from California. It takes five days to get that, that deliverer here in Florida. Why don't you do it Mondays? It will be here by Friday or Saturday. I, I, I don't do once a week. I do once a month. But unfortunately, if you're not organized to be in a studio and you are the type of stylist that have to go every week to salon-centric thing, they don't realize that you are wasting more money doing it weekly than if they would do it monthly. Absolutely. So, and, and, and doing the taxes and all that. So I, I went from, yes, from a boutique salon and having all these other girls and a great team and great clients to hear that is so different and stuff. But I mean, no complaints. I mean, it is what it is. I just have to adjust. And it took me a long time to meet some other people. But other than that, you know, I just have that, I go with the flow. <laughs> the one thing that I love about the changes in the industry is that we're gravitating towards one client at a time, longer appointment times. I had done that probably about eight years ago. I started to chat with my stylist and say, you know, let's take an hour, an hour for a haircut, an hour for a retouch, an hour for a highlight. This was before all the lived in looks and all that. Now it's more of a two hour highlight because of the root shadows and all the things we do now. But it was such a nice feeling to, you know, apply root retouch, set the timer and be able to breathe and actually drink a glass of water, go use the restroom, have time. When I first started out, when I worked for another company, they booked me every 15 minutes for root retouches. And when I think about that now, I'm like, it takes me 15 minutes to greet the client, get them a beverage, put the robe on them, walk them back to my chair, <laughs> you know? So you're always flustered and frazzled and just I can just imagine the cortisol pump through my body of that stress hormone reaction of I'm being chased by a tiger because I always was like behind and stressed about the next person staring me down. Like, you know, where are you? I'm ready for you kind of thing. So, but you see, that's, that's one of the things that I saw the advantage of, of the salon suite, the salon suite by when all this of COVID, there was plenty of clients that were coming from a regular salon of five, six, seven, eight tiers. 
and they didn't want to be exposed. And we made sure that we follow all the protocols and the sense of safetyness of security on the client in the chair was amazing. And we, you know, I made sure you need to wait. You wait in the lobby for, I wait on the car, I will give you a call. Every time the client left, I sanitized everything. I, my OCD was up there because I cleaned everything. Um, I wanted to make sure that I did not get sick and thank God, I have not gotten sick, but it also gave them that sense of, oh, she's doing all this for me. And, and then when I sat them down, if they were new, we talked and my consultations are usually longer. <laughs> and that one, we're going to talk about that. Um, I was, I was just going to say, I, I did want to talk about that because we were discussing it on the drive home from the show, how important that consultation yes. is and how, yes. you know, you were saying that you, you've gotten a little bit lazy with um, attracting new clients because we get spoiled. Let's face it. When you're doing something for 40 years, usually you're just like, okay, I know my clients are coming. I don't really have to do anything, but what we don't account for is people die, people move, people have a niece or nephew go to beauty school, all of those things factor in. And all of a sudden for me, it would take me like six months to realize that he was missing. I'd be like, wait a minute, where is so-and-so? And then I would look in the book and be like, crap, I haven't seen her for six months because you're so used to being busy, busy, busy. You don't even look up to see that they're missing. Yeah. Um, but I love that you are calling yourself out on it. You're like, you know what? I need to do a better consultation. I need to really dig in on this because you're never too experienced too far into the industry make things better and when you know better you do better and you just keep doing better that that's true so you know when we were talking on our way back and i was telling you that i said oh my god and 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 i have to call gary because gary and when when we started doing the uh, uh education they we had this thing and it was an acronym but of course the only thing that i remember is the uh, the letter l which was listening and I know I have saved every kind of paper that I have of education, everything that I had to do when I had to, how, the how-to, the steps of what I had to do when I did a class, what, you know, well, the product knowledge, everything. And we implemented that. And I believe it was uh, the business beauty, something like that, business beauty. And it was, and it was the steps that you had to do from the consultation and it was listening. So I'm looking, but of course you look for one thing, you find something else. Of course, <laughs> I find how to do my, my schematics of how I need to plan an event. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm not planning an event. I'm looking for my consultation, <laughs> cheat sheet. So I'm looking at it and, and then I remember, well, I can't, I couldn't find it. So I need to ask Gary to send it to me. So, um, because I know he has it. Um, because they really put that on us. And, and it was, then I remember how to, to have a, and I believe this was Sam, Sam Vila used to say to have a, a successful consultation, it's 20% talking and 80% 
Yeah, 20% talking and 80% of listening. Listening, yeah. Listening. And then a not successful was 80% talking and 20 listening. And I believe that that's what I was doing. Um, so when I came back, I was like, you know what? This is my, I took a lot of soul searching this, this, this week. I was comparing what I liked, what I didn't like, how much fun I had, what didn't I have fun. Um, and I thought, you know what? This, it is so true. Um, so I came back and I go back and I took everybody that I had this week and everybody I had consultation, even if they came back and it was just reminding myself in how I used to do business before and how it is so different. Mm -hmm. And I got to say, everybody was like, oh, Sylvia. And I saw things different, the reactions of the client. So it was great because some of them had not seen the room, how beautiful it is. So we talked about the room, we talked about, but I went right back. Oh no, so so what are we gonna do with the hair? What is your goal? Let's say, I said, because I have some surprise for you, ah, you know, and we're gonna really customize things for you. And and we went up and, and okay, so what are you doing? So I went from from the, what is she, what was her goal for my hair? to the products that she was using. What, what, what does she like of the products that she actually used that she gets from us? And, and if she tries something between, I said, don't lie to me. So it was, it was I actually had fun this week. I, I really had fun because I was just talking to them and telling them and going. Um, and I had to do this client and I, it was a lot of haircuts, but there was a couple of colors. so. And I went over and I was like, this is what I have to go back into because yeah. I think that was, I, I saw the difference. I saw the difference from every angle of, of the service for each client. And we make plans, we make goals. In, in PA, I used to have like a plan for clients. I will tell them, I guarantee my, my work. Take my word, and I'm telling you, if you get these products, if you don't see no results at this amount, because I consider myself the worst salesperson, but I used to tell them, you know, because they told us so many times, take the three products, put it there. If they touch it, they're going to take it, you know, but it, I'll put them, they'll touch it, I'll put it away. <laughs> and I, it was the worst person. But now I tell them, you know, and so... So going with the consultation, I am kind of making all my list of how, from, from what they want, what they go, what long, what, if they want it long, they want to let it grow, they want to cut it short, they want, they want the gray hairs, they don't want the gray hairs, because that's the other problem. With this beautiful gray hair of mine, everyone, everybody wants my hair. So everybody wants to go back. And yes, and I tell them- yes, hey, your hair is I'm not good business. <laughs> But it's, um, but I tell them, you can go like this, but you think that it is easy. It's not easy to keep this beautiful hair like this. This hair gets, here in, in Florida, it gets yellow from the sun. It, if, if you're a smoker or you work closer to something, different types of lighting will make your hair go yellow. So I tell them, it needs more maintenance than what you really think. If you don't cut it, if you don't have, 
a, a, a very upbeat haircut and you don't want to look older, then you need to play around with the, with your hair. So, so trust me, I, they will come back no matter what. I will make that and I tell them it's a big investment. Are you ready for it? Oh. I love that you shared that when you came back from the show that we went to, that you saw everything with new eyes because you and I had gone back and forth. We bought our tickets. We were excited. Then we were like, oh, Orlando in August, what were we thinking? It's hot and staying at a hotel and oh, should we really go? And we were like, oh, let's not go. And then we're like, well, we bought the ticket. We should go. Let's just go and see how it is. We just kept going back and forth. And then, of course, we finally ended up going. And even during the event, we would look at each other and say, what did we learn yesterday? Like, we kind of were like, did we learn anything? And you just keep vacillating between, I'm so happy we're here. This is so great. To what the heck were we thinking? Like, <laughs> people are half our age. We're like misfits here, you know? But overall, every single time, no matter what kind of event it is, I always um, meet someone new that I was meant to meet, or I discover a product that's brand new that I was meant to see. Like there's always, always, always that golden nugget of doing things like that. And, and you and I probably are not going to do anything different behind the chair as a result of going to that show as far as technique. A lot of it mm -hmm. was the same, same, same. They weren't really, yes. I didn't think they were explaining it really well. Um, it was just kind of like, here's the product I'm using. You know, it was more of that, which always annoys me. Um, but I think just you and I getting to spend that time together was fun. And to, we had more fun talking to the different vendors and getting, because they were closer to our age, most of them. And we kind of, we kind of. So when you see, more. you know, I, I'm sorry that I'm cut, cut, cutting you off. So one thing that I noticed that, that when you were talking, as a matter of fact, last night in the chat, I did the, the, I didn't even finish it when you called me. But one thing that I noticed was, yes, we had, it was a show. It wasn't, it's different from the regular hair show. It's it, you, the platform and you, yeah, you were with ADHD. We were like, okay, well, you know, so I just focused on one person and stayed there. And then when we went down to the connection center, I think people were so helpful. I, I really liked one thing, and I don't know if we discussed this, was the guy from Wella with the Shinefinity. Mm -hmm. um, that so happens that he's from here, from Florida. Um, he was very, okay, this is really good. And then he took the time and told me, oh no, this is like this, it's like that. Um, I really liked the way he did it. It's a pity that I didn't see him again. Um, and then the people from Mervyn Ackerman and the guy from Trust and the lady from Trust. And I end up talking to her again. Um, but yeah, I think I think it made it more personal. So mm -hmm. at first I was, you know, because then I come home and we analyze everything <laughs> because I think we were analyzing the whole the whole weekend, what we did in the, the on and off. It was just like, wow, we were, our emotions were like a roller coaster. And mm -hmm. I'm usually not like that. I'm like, I like to be so positive and I like to see the positive thing, but I kept that. I'm like, oh my God, but I really don't know. But then I started thinking, I said, you know, I actually liked it because there was more intimacy. There wasn't that many people. I went into looking at Instagram and I looked at other years and the way it looked three years ago, 
the energy was definitely different. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't think the energy was there. I think all the uh, artists were there. They were trying hard for to get the energy out of the people, but people were like, ah, yeah, fine, okay. You know, um, it was just nice to see the different colors, but okay, it was something different, but it was good. I thought it was nicer when we sat on the on the leather sofa with my Cuban little guy mm -hmm. from Moroccan oil. Yeah. Um, and and when we met that young lady that what was she from? From wasn't she from Virginia? Was she? No, she wasn't from the girl from oh no, the one that was from was she from Fort, Fort Myers or Northport or something like that? From sat with us? Yeah, the one that sat with her. Yeah, I mean, she was, was nine, like three hours away in Florida, I think the uh, East Coast. Florida. Yeah, so, I mean, it was nice to connecting with other people and hearing what they had to say. I think that and that's, was what, that's what I love about, well, first of all, I am so forever grateful to you for, you joined my membership and you were always, you know, a name on the page. Like I know my members by name, but I don't know a lot of them by their face because some of them don't turn their camera on and I've never gotten to meet them. So you reached out to me and invited me to your home. And I'll never forget that. I was like, oh my gosh, this is so nice. Like, I'm so happy that she's inviting me to the, I didn't know what I was going to. Like, I didn't know if it was a class, just a dinner, whatever it was, but I had just moved here. I didn't know anybody. And I was just like, then I ended up meeting Johnny and Johnny's been so great. So like, I have these two amazing friends because you reached out and said, Hey, come, come over. I'm doing this thing. Come over. And I think a lot of myself and, and, I'm, and my son, I on him all the time. He'll say, nobody's doing anything tonight. Blah, blah, blah. He'll be like, Whoa, nobody has plans. I'm like, did you reach out to anybody? You know, a lot of us sit back and say like, I didn't get invited to this or I didn't get invited to that, but we're not doing the you know, extending the olive branch on our end. Like my husband and I don't do any entertaining. So, you know, I invite you to come see me when he was out of here. I said, come some, come see me and we'll go to my pool. I'm never going to invite you to dinner because I'm a terrible cook. I'll invite you out to dinner and I'll treat you to dinner. Oh, no, but we, we have to do the, I'm going to do a, 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 cooking, a cooking class for you. Yes. Too. We're going to do this stuff. <laughs> I know. I need to learn because it's embarrassing. Like my daughter's boyfriend's parents were here and it was the first it was only the second time I met them and they came here and we went to, we all went to dinner and I knew it was going to be awkward when the bill came what do you do you know there's all these people and I got up and I walked over to the waitress and I handed her my card and I said don't even bring the check over I don't want it to be a thing like just put it on here you know tip yourself 20 percent blah 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 so they're talking, talking, talking. They're like, when are, when are we getting the bell? I'm like, oh no, it's good. It's taken care of. And they're like, no, no, you don't have to do that. I said, listen, you're going to be in my life for a long time. So we might as well get this straight right away. You're not going to be coming to my house for family dinners. You're going to be going dinner. Anytime it's my turn, we're going out. And they just laughed. And I said, no, I'm serious. Like I would be so intimidated cooking you guys a dinner because my kids love whatever I do because they love me. They're my kids but I don't feel confident in cooking for other people ever. Like it would give me such anxiety thinking about them coming over and whether it was cooked enough or if it was too much salt or too much spice or all the things. And I just talked about it today when I spoke in that group, I'm like, you have to know your strengths and know your weaknesses. And to me, like I, I would absolutely love to have a cooking class with you and I'd love to go to a cooking class, but it's not my passion. It's not something that I aspire to be great at. It never was. 
Um, and I think getting creative with aligning yourself with people who love doing what you don't do, you know, is always a great thing. And, and you experience that as a salon owner, you experience that now in the suites where you see, you know, the girl down the hallway might be amazing at extensions and you might have no desire to even do extensions. Um, so I think it's all about finding where your passion lies and just being lit up by that. Like yeah. you're so excited. Oh, I was bragging about you today, by the, by the way, I wanted to make sure I told you that. Um, we were, my topic of today's talk was how to offer your stylist as an owner, a six figure career path and how, how you are part of that journey and how to set them up for success. And I was talking about the things that you can do to set yourself apart and have a busy hairdresser working for you. And I talked about your scented towels and I said, you know, like she invited me to get my, I asked her to do my hair and she invited me to her beautiful suite and it was beautiful. Everything was brand new and we're friends. And I usually wouldn't pay attention to any kind of detail like that. But when she wrapped the towel around my shoulders, I was like, what is that smell? That smells amazing. And for you, you were like, oh my gosh, no big deal. And you're showing me how you do it. Like the holy water in church, flinging the <laughs> essential oils. But it was so fun and so different and such a simple, simple thing. And here I am two times today talking about those scented towels. And I can guarantee you three years from now, I'm going to be on a live on Facebook talking about those scented towels. I've been doing hair for 36 years. I've never, ever experienced a scented towel. So like kudos to you for making your service so good that you care that your towel smells great. You know what I mean? Like it's so- Well, I like, I like also the, the capes. So before I used to put like the cotton balls, you get a cotton ball and you just put it in there and you put it, but it was great. The, the cabinet smelled good, but the Holy Grail was better. And so that's why- Hilarious. I, I was like, what detergent is this? What are you using? What is your secret? This smells amazing. And you just turn around and the, the towels are stacked. I want people listening to picture this. Towels are stacked in the cabinet and she just pulls out her little thing of essential oils and it can be any flavor. There's every unlimited flavors. I think yours happened to be lavender that day. That mine is, this one is lavender. It's lavender. So she pulls it out and she's just like, I just, I mean, she's flicking it like crazy. And I'm thinking, oh my God, it's that simple. It's not, I have a special washing machine that has an essential oil filter. Like it was nothing big, expensive or crazy. It was a simple thing that really made an impression on like that stuck with me forever. That's like branded in my brain that I want scented towels. I had an accountant that smoked like a fiend. She would, I, she would, I'd be sitting at her desk and she's smoking the entire time indoors, which no one does anymore. She would do it, not ask you if you mind it at all. She'd have the cigarette burning in my face the whole time. But when I would get there, it was like a 35 minute drive to get there. And I, I love, loved past tense coffee. Now I drink decaf. I still love it. But at the time I was like, oh, coffee all day long. So I would get there and she would say coffee. And they'd say, that sounds great. And she'd make me a cup of coffee. And that wasn't special. What was special was the coaster that she put coffee on was a really flat, like beanbag shape thing with, um, potpourri, like those, uh, aromatherapy things inside. Uh -huh. And when she put the coffee on it, you could smell like clove and, you know, all kinds of essential oils coming out of where the warmed up coffee. And that just, that was like part of the, the experience. I was like, Oh, I'm going to get my coffee and my, my good smelling coaster, you know? So sometimes we think we have to have, you know, 
brass handles on the door and chandeliers and granite countertops and all of these things when a simple holy grail of lavender on a towel is going to make a bigger impression. So it doesn't matter how much money you have or what your pricing is or any of those things. It's caring enough for your guests to make the experience special in yeah. those small ways. So I love that. You know, another, another tip on, on the towels. Um, and now I'm just looking, but I don't know where I'm going to put it. But when I had the hot towel machine, I, when I would wet the towels, I would squeeze them and I would put the oils in there. So when I put them inside the hot towel, it was like really nice because then now you, they have it on the neck and now they're going to have it on the hair while they, I put that hot towel and all they smelling is that. And it, and sometimes I use lemongrass. So a lot of people like the lemongrass, a lot of people like the lavender, um, but I think the the sense of smell is a it's a really big thing. Um, people like it. People like it. My other colleague, she also does. And one day she forgot to do it, and the clients were like, "You noticed probably what happened?" Yeah. You know, and 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 it's funny when it's a male client who's who says it. When it's, it's a funny male that you just client. said that because the first thing that popped in my head when you said that was Michael. Michael was a very regular client of mine. He was. He was one of the few people I still cut because he's a color client. So when he came to the new salon and I stopped cutting, he insisted that I do his haircut. So Michael was very routined. And when we, when we opened the salon every single day, we got chocolate chip cookies from the same place. There were the big chocolate chip cookies and we had them on a plate in the color room and everybody knew that they were going to be there. And we also always had wine. So Michael would come in, he would sit down, I would drape him, you know, put his color on and he would say, I'll have my cookie now. And I would give him his cookie and he'd have cookie and, you know, a glass of water or no, he would have cookie and coffee. And then when I would go to cut him, he would say, okay, now I'm ready for my wine. And he always wanted red wine and I would give him his wine. So the one day he came in and there was no cookies and he was like, what are the cookies? And I said, oh, I'm so sorry. They didn't have them at the place that we normally get them. He's like, oh, like he was really put off by not having that cookie. So it became the running joke that when we looked at the book and we saw Michael, I was like, oh my God, somebody hurry up and go get the cookie. Like you had to have the cookies for Michael. But we joke about it. But if you listen to the E-Myth, Michael Gerber wrote the E-Myth and it's a really great book or cassette. They have cassette tapes, which God knows where even listen to them anymore, but I have the cassette tapes, but it's all about having consistency that when someone comes to see you today, and they get the beautiful lavender, you know, scent on the towels and all that. And then they come four weeks from now and it smells like rotten eggs from a perm that you did. And the solution is still in the trash and the bathroom is disgusting. It's not clean. Like everybody wants a consistent high level of experience. They don't want sometimes lavender, sometimes no scent at all. Like it's important to be consistent. And, and you talked about earlier showing up, seeing the part. Yeah, we all want to run in there with our hair in a ponytail and our workout gear because we were late doing a workout, but don't get in the habit of doing that because then all of a sudden you never put your makeup on, you never do your hair, you never dress appropriately. And then you're going to watch your clientele completely become change and be more of who you're showing the world that you are. So show up at your best self and you'll always have you know a loyal clientele because they can count on you to be consistent. Yes, yes, that's true. So, I mean, it's the little details. It, um, when um, 
when we're doing the consultation, I was saying to somebody else, hey, you can do it 15 minutes, you can do it 30 minutes. I said, you know, I do the consultation, we sit down in front of them, when, once I get the basic of what I really need to know and, and we discuss the goals and everything, then I go and we, I'll continue kind of like the conversation when I'm washing the hair. And then I'll do, and I was like, you know, that's exactly what I'm not doing. So yes, my, my goal right now is to go back into that basic and see the changes that things are gonna happen. Um, there's changes period. Um, but I guess, you know, when you, you have, when you have the studio, you have, you have that chance, you have that opportunity to be able to do that. That is the difference. And because we are doing that one-on-one, -on -one. we have the blessing of having the clients to, to know you and, and it is so easy to discuss more things with them and them feeling comfortable. Um, I know my my girlfriend, which she just walked in. Um, <laughs> we do we do we do our the way we treat our clients is is very different than I see other people treat their clients. You know, if we need to bump into the room, you know, I am a chatter. And sometimes I will go to her room and I would just, I'm so excited for something that I would go to, la, 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 la. and she would just <laughs> give me the look, like, get the hell not, out. Not now, this not is a quiet it. client. <laughs> yeah, and, and I just like, oh, you know, and then I'm like, oh my God, what did I do? And then we would do, you know, and I was like, oh my God, you know, but then like the other day she needed something, she comes to my room and the clients are like, oh yeah, no, you know what, when I'm not here, She's the one who has to do it. She actually does my hair when I'm when when I need my haircut. She's she's my girl, <laughs> um, and we both put the uh, we both put the uh, the lavenders in our towels and 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 people you know. So that is the good thing of of the studio, um, the flexibility of you know. I had remember when um, I had to share my room. And I was, I was having issues of working three days. I mean, as it is, I was only working four days. And I was like, oh my God, how am I gonna do this? I'm like, oh my goodness, you know. And you reminded me, and so that Gary had said, you know, I've been doing hair for a long time, you know, I deserve it. You deserve well, it, yeah. I didn't, it, it wasn't the, the days, it's the hours. I said, I might have cut the days, but I'm doing almost the same hours. And it was funny because after a month and a half, I realized that I was doing more in three days than what I was doing in four days. So, so the schedule, the, it, it's, it's doing, you know, how they say working, working smarter, not harder. Um, that goes the same way on how the scheduling the scheduling, if you schedule the right way and you, you have everything at once, it's great. Um, I just want, my time is precious. So I just like to book them as, not as close, but they're close enough that I still have, I can breathe in between, so yeah. That's awesome. Well, now that you are a Instagram queen, what is your handle? So people that are listening, if they wanna get so in touch with my, you and find so you. I might change it, but, um, 
my handle is Sylvia Perez hair. Um, yeah, so it doesn't, but I had another one, but I don't hardly use it because my daughter didn't like it. But my salon is La Paz Salon, <laughs> um, hair by Sylvia or La Paz Salon Hair Studio in Facebook. Um, I kind of do that a little bit more, but I got to say, I've been slacking. So I am number one. I'm going to call myself. I've been slacking. My name is Sylvia and I'm a slacker. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love so, it. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, so we have big trying, plans for Sylvia. So you won't you won't be seeing the end of Sylvia. We we were chatting on the no, way home. And no, no. There's there's a whole other level waiting for for wonderful Sylvia. So, well, thank, thank you, my you. friend, for sharing this time with me. Thank you for all thank of you, you. listening. Um, reach out to Sylvia. You know, friend her on her or follow her on Instagram. We have to get her going on Instagram. Yes. And, uh, thank you so much. It's always a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Me too. It was good. Good. I thought this was going to be different, but I am very glad. It's true. I got the little swing of things, but yeah, I will keep you up to date how I'm going to do with the, with the, with the, I'm going to give you steps of my, of my consultation and you're going to see. Okay. I'll give you a feed up. Okay. Thank you everybody for listening. Thank you everybody. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the ask the color expert podcast. Please subscribe and be sure to leave a review. For more information on hair color education, please visit my website, www.expertcolorsolutions.com. See you soon.